0: This is the Game Time Guru podcast, presented by Audible. Make sure you go over to audibletrial.com/slash the Game Time Guru to get your free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So head on over to audibletrial.com/slash the Game Time Guru. Now, you guys may remember when I had Jeff Harwood, a rugby coach, on the show a couple of months ago. Uh, He talked about this MLR, the Major League Rugby. It's a professional rugby league. Well, today, I'm bringing on a professional athlete that happens to play for a team in the MLR. You're going to love this episode of The Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time What's up everybody? Shane Larson coming at you. Another episode of the Game Time Guru podcast and like I said in the introduction, we've got a professional rugby player joining us today from the MLR. It's Mr. Matt Workin. Matt, thanks so much for joining me.
1: Hey Shane, how we doing? Thanks for having me on.
0: No, thank you. And uh, I'm just glad we could get this thing, you know, put together, this interview scheduled. I appreciate you joining me as I'm starting to learn about the sport of rugby. I've become really, really intrigued with the MLR. But before we get started, Matt, who do you play for in the MLR?
1: I play for the uh, New Orleans Gold.
0: And for anyone out there, if you're trying to find the team, it's NOLA, N-O-L-A for New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, obviously. So NOLA Gold is the name of the team. Now, are you from there, Matt?
1: Uh, No, sir. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Oh I I moved here. I moved here for the rugby.
0: Oh wow! Okay, so it's a little bit of a ways away from hometown, but this is the first year of the MLR, and I want your just your your thoughts and opinions on how the the league was structured. Was it a pretty solid setup for the league?
1: Um, I mean, obviously there were some growing pains, uh, but in general, yeah, it was put together incredibly well um, for us specifically. Obviously, we uh, didn't get the result that we wanted since we're already finished for the year. But uh, I mean, all in all, yeah, it was it was pretty great season and well put together and. Then, looks like it has a promising future just based upon this first year.
0: I'd say, and uh, it's exciting to watch. Now, um, you guys finished with a 3-5 and five record, though, and that's the same record as the Warriors from Utah. Can you explain the tiebreaker and how that works and why they made the playoffs and you didn't?
1: Um, so the way that the point system works is uh, if you win, you get four points, uh, and if you score four tries in that game, you get an additional point. So you can get up to five points for a win. Uh, if you draw, I believe it's two points per team. And then uh, you you always have the option of getting a bonus point if you score four tries or if you lose by seven or less points. So uh, they had a few close games where they picked up points when they lost as
0: well. Okay. So, yeah, it essentially pays to keep the games close is what you're saying? Exactly,
1: yeah. and it, I mean, rugby is one of those games where at, on any given play, somebody can make a break and they're scoring and it could take 10 seconds, it could take 10 minutes. Right,
0: right, for sure. And that's what makes rugby exciting, in my opinion. But um, in regards to the MLR, this league, what makes this different than any of the other professional leagues that have tried to exist in the United States with the other mainstream sports like football, basketball, baseball? Uh, What makes it different than those rugby leagues that didn't seem to have success?
1: Well, I mean, big things is uh, having the backing of CBS Sports and ESPN and Plus. I mean, we have exposure that uh, the other pro leagues haven't had, like Pro Rugby USA. Uh, they had some of the pro teams playing games, and there was no way for anybody who wasn't physically at the game to watch them. Uh, I think they had to deal with, like, AOL or something, and uh, it, it just it wasn't conducive to them having exposure to the masses, whereas these huge TV outlets are really bringing us to the, the front lines of sports for sure. I think the other good part about that is that uh, those people who randomly scroll across it when they're flipping through channels can just check, give it a look and see what they think rather than having to seek it out.
0: Right, right exactly, because it's accessible. And I've actually been able to catch a few games because of it. It's just accessible. It's right there for me. Um, in regards to the long-term growth of the MLR, do you see this league continuing that success is this something that can be sustained
1: um at at this point i would say yes for sure i mean the the product that we're putting on the field is great a lot of the games are high scoring and fun and close and i mean it's there's some quality rugby being played so I mean, I don't see why not.
0: That's perfect, though. That's a, that's a perfect transition into my next question because you mentioned the quality of rugby. Now, I, I've heard comparisons with the MLS, our soccer league here in the United States, because over they'll send the best players for soccer overseas, and that's from any country. And then they say that the MLS has good soccer, but it's not the best players in the world, so it's not what you're going to see overseas apparently the structure is similar for rugby where the best players are playing overseas. And so that's what I wanted to get at. What was the quality like for somebody like yourself who's been around the game? Can you expand upon what you mentioned when you said good quality?
1: I would say it's a high quality. Uh, kind of like what you said, though, as far as the, the U.S. standard goes. I mean, obviously a lot of the, the typical rugby nations like Australia and New Zealand and South Africa, they're going to have a higher level of play because, I mean, they're a league full of guys who've been playing since they were young kids and I mean a person like myself I picked up rugby in high school I mean I was around it my whole life but I didn't play until high school so been like structural benefits like that benefit other nations more than the United States and they don't have other sports competing for athletes like football and lacrosse and ice hockey I mean it, it kind of dilutes our sports market a bit but I don't I don't see why some of our uh, better athletes couldn't switch over to rugby in the future if this league continues to grow. Oh
0: man, H- how awesome would that be if all of our best athletes, you know, started transitioning to playing rugby? That would be amazing to watch, and it's you know, it's it's possible. Now you mentioned some other sports like ice hockey, lacrosse, uh, football. What were some of the sports that you played, or did you compete in any sports before you started taking on rugby?
1: Um, I played football. I played uh, ice hockey, roller hockey. Uh, at one point, I played soccer, but outgrew that sport a bit um i wrestled a little bit so i mean i i was always into sports and uh regrettably i played some lacrosse before i got into rugby and once i finally got to rugby as there was no looking back
0: Man, those are some physical sports you just listed off right there. What's your uh, stature, if you don't mind me asking? It seems like you're probably a pretty physical guy. I'm
1: six foot seven, right around 270
0: <laughs> pounds. Oh, my gosh. Get out the way. Now, what position do you play for NOLA?
1: I play second row, which is uh, – they also call it lock. So, okay. i in the second row of the scrum.
0: Nice. And coming from Kansas all the way over to New Orleans, did you know any of these players that you were teammates with before Coming to NOLA?
1: Um, I had played uh, with Sebastian Calm at Lindenwood University, uh, but he got injured early in our season, uh, regrettably. Uh, and then there was one other Kansas City kid, Michael Baska, who I played a bit of like social sevens with, but uh, I'm a few years older than him, so we never played on a 15-team together.
0: Okay, so you knew a few of the guys. And so you're coming to a, a team with players that it- – you know, haven't played together. It's their first season of the of the league. Uh how did you guys do as far as teamwork? Did you guys come together pretty well? How was the camaraderie?
1: Uh yes, I would say so. Um I mean when you start off in a camp with guys in, in the beginning of January and here we are in June. I mean uh we spend we're spending upwards of thirty hours together a week. So I mean yeah, you uh you definitely grow close with people and then obviously uh some of us were sharing houses together and stuff so I mean yeah there are definitely some Incredibly strong bond built among throughout the team this season.
0: Okay, and in regards to compensation, are you guys you know getting compensated for playing? Do you get paid to play? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean we're all paid. Okay. okay. If you if you're a member of the team, you're uh, you're getting paid in some form or another. Obviously, there's varying rates.
0: For sure, and that's that's awesome. If you can get paid to play the sport that you love and and do what you want, and I guess that's everyone's ultimate goal is getting paid to do something they enjoy. So that's awesome and. Going forward, you mentioned you spend 30 hours a week at times together. You know, I, I kind of want to get the insight on this. You know, you're playing, you're traveling to to play other teams and such across the country. What are your practices like? What are the the training sessions like? How long are they? Can you give us some insight into your training uh, throughout the week for your matches?
1: Um, so a typical week uh, on a Monday in the morning, we have a weight session. We have a backs in a, a backs weight session and a forwards weight session. They're back to back. And um, so we'll typically go in and have a – it's more of a recovery session. It's not going to be anything too strenuous. And then uh, we'll have meetings in the afternoon, just going over film and things that went wrong and things we could do better. And then after that, we would go to a field session uh, where we would work on our our fixes from the weekend and things that we could have done better. And um, so, I mean, and that training would last about – Uh, anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours uh, the wait session would be an hour and the meeting would be about an hour Um, and then it it varies throughout the week like some teams train five days a week we were typically wait session in the morning field session in the evening or afternoon and then uh, so that was Monday and Tuesday and then we would have Wednesdays off uh, typically just because they uh, they wanted us to have some time for ourselves and just to what we needed to get the body right, uh, and then Thursday would be uh, when we would go through like our menu and anything that we need to get ready for this next game, and Friday we're doing the captain's run and Saturday's game day.
0: Pretty packed week, right?
1: Yeah, for sure, but I mean, it's, it, it's definitely helpful and it's good preparation for what we're trying to accomplish, I would say.
0: One of the questions that I have for you is in re- regards to weight training. Uh, what kind of weight training do you guys have to do to prepare your bodies for the sport of rugby so that you can compete at a high level?
1: Um, I mean, we were all over the place. Uh, at, at our gym down here, we have a 60-foot uh, a um, by about 20-foot or 30-foot wide uh, sand pit. So we would do a lot of work in the sand pit. We would be doing uh, like agilities and sprints and shuttles of different variations. And then there would be days where we would show up to the gym and we would have uh, a workout circuit where it's like eight to eight stations and you're rotating through on timers. And it's just uh, a lot of high volume, uh, like high work rate exercises so that you're just continually getting the muscles stronger and able to be the same strength for a longer time, which is beneficial in rugby.
0: Absolutely. Very interesting. And what's the worst injury you've ever had in your playing days in rugby,
1: um, I would have to say tearing my left ACL was my worst uh. injury, and that happened when I was uh, 20 years old.
0: Yeah, knee injuries are no joke; they're no fun, um, very difficult injuries too. So it's good to see that you were able to recover and come back and compete at a high level still. So that's good. Um, now there's a team that's six hours south of where I live in Idaho, and that's the Utah Warriors. They're down south and. Uh, one thing that came to my mind was the fact that the community down there, apparently, according to these social media outlets that I follow, the community completely just embraced these guys and just loved them and were so excited to have them. And it could very well be due to the fact that they have a, a pretty strong influence of Polynesian culture down there um, in Utah. But uh, yeah, they they love that team, they love the club, and they're excited to have them there. I want your insight on the community support for Nola Gold where you guys are at?
1: Um, well, I would say we were welcomed with open arms down here. Um, there's a, a, a bit of an affiliation with the local men's Division two club here at the New Orleans uh, Rugby Football Club. Uh, that's kind of what our team was born out of. Our owner is an alumni and Hall of Famer for them. Um, so a lot of those guys were the community and infrastructure that was already set up when we got down here. So um, uh, when we showed up, I mean, they were hosting dinners and having uh, little – Get-togethers for us so that we could uh, feel a little more welcome, and you know, try some gumbo and some jambalaya. Yeah,
0: the southern foods.
1: It was. Uh, I mean, they've they've taken great care of us, and it's it's definitely
0: been good. Good, good, man. It's it's good to see that they're welcoming you guys with open arms over there, and you guys have that support. Do you guys get the opportunity, or do you have the opportunity to give back to the community as well?
1: Uh, yes, for sure. Uh, we had uh, we had some guys that like we. Uh, we went and visited the uh, police station or the sheriff's office and uh, we went and met with those guys and we went to uh, down to one of the military bases here in town. And um, we, we had some guys getting out in the community just for uh, like for outreach and like going to uh, like, I'm not sure if you've seen uh, the show Pitbulls and parolees on, on the discovery channel. Uh, we had some of our guys go to that uh, pit bull rescue shelter and like take the dogs on walks. And I mean, it's, it was just it was cool to kind of kind of get involved with New Orleans. Uh, one thing we did uh, around Mardi Gras time, the whole team walked through a parade together, and that was pretty fun to just get us involved further in the culture and see more what New Orleans is about. Because, like I said, a lot some of us aren't from here. We had a few guys who are locals, but uh, I mean, we're from all over down here. So,
0: so cool, man! Thank you for sharing that with us. And for yourself, Matt, I want to know what your uh, playing career looks like moving forward, so what should we expect? How long will you be playing for? I mean,
1: one thing I've told myself uh, is, is as long as I've played rugby is I want to play as long as my body physically will allow me to at the highest level I physically can. So, um, yeah, I definitely am uh, looking forward to the next season of MLA and excited to get back to Kansas City and get into the training regiment before we uh, have to report back down for training camp.
0: For sure, man. We'll keep working hard and as the the for the sport of rugby as a whole, I should say, uh, do you see the the sport continuing to grow? It's one of the fastest growing sports in the United States right now. Or do you see it, you know, getting stagnant?
1: Um, I would say it is definitely going to continue to grow uh, for sure. Uh, it's definitely going to be on an incline. I, I see the the interest growing, and more and more people are playing it, and more and more youth teams are popping up. And like you were saying a little bit about how. Like parents are worried about their kids playing it. I mean, I think the more people are looking into it, they're realizing that rugby is a safer option, and it's one of the it's a it's a physical sport, but it has a lot of parts built into it for player welfare and player safety, which I don't think is the same case with some other sports.
0: No, it's definitely not. And you know, I did a podcast interview a couple months back uh, with a good buddy of mine who's a coach, and I started paying attention to rugby the last two or three months, and. Um, I've realized it, it really is a classy game. People think I'm am crazy for saying that if they don't know the sport, but that's what he told me in the interview, and I went and I paid attention. It really is. It's a, it's a classy game. Um, it's a physical game, but it's a classy game.
1: Yeah, um, as they say about rugby, um, they say it's a it's a hooligans game played
0: by gentlemen. <laughs> nice, I like it. A hooligans game played by gentlemen. Now, Matt, if what advice would you give to anybody who is you know, looking to play professional rugby. You know, we got these in this professional league it's making its mark in the United States. Any kid that's growing up and they want to play rugby, what's your advice to them?
1: Um, I think one of the the biggest and easiest things someone could do who's who's trying to accomplish something in rugby like that would be, uh, for one, just fully immerse yourself in the game. Watch as much rugby as you can. Learn as much as you can. Be a student of the game. And then, obviously, nothing substitutes for good old hard work. Just Getting into the gym and busting their gut to achieve their goals, and I mean, play as much rugby as possible.
0: Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate it, man. And I appreciate you sharing your insight, your advice, your story with all of the listeners today. And you guys, this is Matt Workin from Nola Gold Rugby Club down in New Orleans, Louisiana, for the MLR. It's its first season, the professional rugby cl- uh, rugby league in the United States. Uh, first season and he gave us his insight on it. I encourage everybody who's listening to this, um, if you have questions on rugby, go and check it out. Um, A lot of people are just ignorant because they haven't actually taken the time to learn the sport. After my first interview with Jeff Harward, I took the time to actually study the sport and watch it. It became one of my favorite sports to watch. In fact, I will go on YouTube at times and just watch games because I now understand the sport. I understand the the rules to an extent, um, and it's fun to watch. And I'm actually kind of jealous of the kids that get the opportunity to play now at a younger age, because it's definitely a sport I would have loved to get into it had it been more popular and more well-known around the valley where I'm from. So hope you guys check it out. I hope you guys enjoyed this interview, and I would appreciate it if you could share it with your family and friends. And you guys know the drill. We'll talk to you next week.